Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara, and this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, we bring attention to the stories of two missing women, Lakira Goldsmith and Tony Turner. 20-year-old Lakira Goldsmith disappeared on November 28, 2018 in Montgomery, Alabama. She was last seen when her boyfriend dropped her off at home, but Lakira never made it inside her apartment. Over five years later, Lakira is still missing. Tony Turner was 22 years old when she disappeared on December 30th, 2019 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Tony was last seen getting off a bus at her normal stop, but no one knows if she ever made it home. Later that day, her personal belongings were found on a bridge, but Tony was nowhere to be found. Four years later, she too is still missing. What happened to these young women and who is responsible for their disappearances? This is Lakira and Tony's story. The first story this week is Lakira's story. It's been five years since she was last seen, and her family is still searching for answers surrounding her disappearance. As with most missing person cases, there are many things that we just don't know, but someone out there does. In 2018, Lakira Goldsmith was 20 years old and living in Montgomery, Alabama. She was born on July 24th, 1998, and grew up surrounded by a loving, close-knit family. Her mom, Marcelle, said in an interview with the Montgomery advisor when describing her daughter that, quote, she was a very friendly person. She could walk in a room and light up the room. She tried to help anybody. She tried to make everyone like her. She was just a sweet and caring person, always wanted to look out for others, even when she was sick. She has severe asthma, and it'd be hard for her to breathe most of the time, but she didn't let that stop her. She was affectionately known as Pig by those close to her, but not much is known about Lakira's life. We do know that in 2016, when she was 18 years old, 
she gave birth to a son. And although she was a young mother, by all accounts, Lakira was a loving mother who adored her son. But at the end of 2018, Lakira disappeared. And sadly, because of the lack of care or concern shown by the Montgomery Police Department, there's just not a lot of information about the circumstances of her disappearance. Bringing attention to stories of the missing is so important, but stories like this are frustrating because Lakira should have gotten more attention and we should know more about what happened. However, there is someone out there that does know something. And so even though there are very few details, it's important that we do put out there what we know about what happened. The last time Lakira was seen was a few days after Thanksgiving. According to reports, at the time, she had a boyfriend who has not been identified, but the couple had plans to go on a date. On November 27, 2018, Lakira's boyfriend picked her up from where she was living on Narrow Lane Road in Montgomery. Now, I'm not sure if Lakira was living with her grandmother or just close to her grandmother at the time, but either way, her grandmother was home that evening when she left for her date and was there when she returned home. However, Lakira never made it back inside her apartment after being dropped off. At around midnight on November 28, 2018, Lakira's grandmother recalled hearing the car that her boyfriend was driving pull up outside. When she looked out of her window, she saw her granddaughter getting out of the car, and so she assumed that she was going to be going in shortly, and so she went off to bed. But when she woke up the next morning, she discovered that Lakira never made it inside her apartment. As soon as her family realized that she was not home, they started trying to figure out what happened to her. Her grandmother had seen her getting out of her boyfriend's car, but the fact that she had never made it into her apartment was alarming. She was not the kind of person that would just go off somewhere without letting someone know where she was, even if she was just at a friend's house. She would have made sure to let her family know what was going on, and so immediately they were concerned. Now, although it was uncharacteristic of her, her family thought that perhaps she had gone over to a friend's house who lived nearby. But when they reached out to her friends, no one knew where she was. After her family realized that she was missing, they attempted to contact several of her friends to see if they had seen or heard from her. They also searched around the area where they lived, but there was no sign of Lakira. And her mom, Marcel, decided that it was time to call the police. After receiving the call about the young mother missing, police did come out to take a report, but according to Lakira's mom, it was obvious from the beginning that the police were not taking her daughter's disappearance seriously. In an interview with WSFA-12, she said, quote, When she went missing, I called Montgomery police. They came and did a missing person report, and basically, that was it. Despite police's lack of concern about her missing daughter, Marcel and the rest of Lakira's family knew that she would have never just left, and so that meant that something was wrong. One of the biggest red flags was the fact that Lakira's social media pages had gone silent. Her family said that she was always on Facebook, but 
there had been no activity on her page since she was last seen. When her family realized that law enforcement was not interested in searching for Lakira, they turned to the community for help. But according to Marshall, the community didn't seem to take Lakira's disappearance seriously either. Despite the lack of concern and help, her family turned to social media to try to bring awareness about her case. They created their own flyers and began sharing them all over in hopes that someone would come forward with information. They were convinced that someone had seen something. In the days following her disappearance, it was almost like Lakira had vanished into thin air. With zero help from the police or the media, her family had been left to search for her on their own. But they had found nothing. As news began to spread around the community about Lakira's disappearance, people had begun to come forward and contact her family with tips. And without the help of the police, her family was tasked with following those leads themselves. One of those tips came from a maintenance man who worked in Lakira's building. According to him, he saw her in the hallway of the building at around 2 a.m., and she asked to use his phone. He said he gave her the phone, and according to him, he then walked away while she used it. He claimed when he came back, she was gone, and his phone was on the stairs. Now, no one ever admitted to seeing Lakira after that, making the maintenance man the last person to admit to having seen her. But because of the lack of information about Lakira's case, there's no way to know if police ever spoke to the maintenance man. However, his alleged encounter with Lakira raises a lot of questions about their interaction. It's assumed that Lakira had a phone of her own, and so it doesn't make any sense that she would have asked to use his. It also raises questions about who she would have been calling at that hour of the morning. Unfortunately, however, so many questions about this entire situation remain, and with no investigation taking place, it seems as if police aren't even trying to answer them. A year after Lakira's disappearance, her mom spoke to the Montgomery advisor about how difficult Lakira's disappearance has been for her and her family. Quote, every day is a nightmare. Every day I break down, she told the paper. In the wake of her daughter's disappearance, Marshall began raising her grandson, but the toll of Lakira being gone weighed heavily, not only on her, but Lakira's younger sister, Michaela, also, who was nine at the time. She also not only dealt with the fear and uncertainty of her sister's disappearance, but she was also being bullied at school because of it. Kids would tease her and tell her that her sister was dead. It was a nightmare for everyone who loved Lakira, but after a year, there were still no answers coming from the Montgomery PD. In fact, it took almost a year for Lakira's information to even be entered into NamUs, which is the National Missing Persons Database. But the Montgomery Police Department, despite the lack of information about the case, claimed that they were investigating Lakira's disappearance and following up on all leads. But one year turned to two, and then three, and then four and Lakira's disappearance continued to receive almost no attention from the media or the police. 
Lakira's mom has spent the last five years desperately searching for her daughter and trying to bring attention to her story. The Facebook page created for her remains active, and the people who love her refuse to let Lakira's case be forgotten. The reality is that from the beginning, her case did not get the attention it needed. It's not far-fetched that police made judgments about Lakira based on who she was and where she came from and decided that she was just not a priority and that she was probably missing voluntarily. Lakira's family are not the first to be treated this way by police, and they will not be the last. And although every case is different, what Lakira's family has experienced happens far too often. Stories like these are particularly hard because they are so desperately in need of attention, and yet there is so little information to share. People want details. They want to hear about an investigation, but in cases like these, that information just doesn't exist. It's now been five years since Lakira was last seen, and her family continues to search for answers about what happened to her. And although there is not a lot of information about her disappearance, it's important that we share this story and continue to bring attention to it in hopes that someone out there who saw something or remembers something can help lead to her whereabouts. But the family of Tony Turner knows all too well the pain that Lakira's family has been experiencing because four years ago, she too went missing. And ever since, they have also been on an excruciating journey to find her. My closet was chaotic, crammed with a bunch of clothes, but nothing to wear. The game changer? Upgrading to high-quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. And I love that. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash girlgone for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash girlgone to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash girlgone. Looking to budget your food expenses this February? Save big and eat great with America's Best Value Meal Kit. Their meals are cheaper than your average fast casual meal. So ditch the takeout to save money while still enjoying fresh, satisfying meals. They're the easiest way to eat affordably. Get every plate and take back your time this February with fewer trips to the grocery store and meals ready in six simple steps. Save even more time with quick and easy recipes, including easy cleanup options and options ready in 30 minutes or less. They plan the meals and deliver pre-portioned ingredients right to your door. 
so you can spend less time meal prepping and more time on you. You can count on EveryPlate to make mealtime easier without compromising on quality. EveryPlate recipes include only the highest quality ingredients, including sustainably sourced seafood that meets the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Rankings, so you know your meals will be fresh and flavorful. The thing I love the most about EveryPlate is not only how delicious it is, but how affordable it is. Get a meal starting at just $1.49 plus $1 steaks for life by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49girlgone. Subscription must be active to qualify and redeem $1 steaks. Get started with EveryPlate starting at just $1.49 per meal plus $1 steaks for life by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49girlgone. Subscription must be active to qualify and redeem $1 stakes. Again, that's everyplate.com slash podcast and enter code 49girlgone. On December 30th, 2019, two days before the new year, 22-year-old Tony Turner disappeared from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She was last seen getting off bus at her normal stop, but Tony was never seen again. Four years later, she is still missing. The story of Tony Turner's disappearance, like Lakira's, is one that has gotten very little attention. Despite the four-year-long mystery, Tony's disappearance has remained unknown to most people. But for the people who knew and loved her, they cannot and will not forget about her, and they will not stop until she is found. Tony was born on June 10, 1997, and is the youngest of three girls. Her sister Sydney told Dateline that their family is originally from Pittsburgh, but they lived in Braddock, Pennsylvania, before settling in Turtle Creek, where they had spent the majority of their childhood. Turtle Creek is about 12 miles southeast of Pittsburgh. From a young age, it was clear that Tony had a love and talent for art. Quote, she was drawing on the walls of my mom's house until she was like 16. She just had that artist spirit, inspired all the time, Sydney told Dateline. She said her and Tony were very close, and even though siblings can often have their issues, especially growing up, she said Tony was her best friend. In 2019, Tony was living in the Hazelwood section of Pittsburgh with her boyfriend and a friend. She was working in Braddock as a metal fabricator at Studebaker Metals, and she also worked as a ceramic teacher at Carnegie Library's Bathhouse Ceramic Studios. Sydney said that around that time that she disappeared, Tony and her boyfriend were going through a breakup. She said that they wanted to be together, but living together had become too much, and because of that, Sydney told her that she could move in with her and Braddock, and so that's what she was going to do. The plan was that Tony would move in on the 1st of January. A few days before she was last seen, Tony and her sister had been texting back and forth. She said their conversations were not anything serious, and so when she didn't talk to her over the next couple of days, it wasn't a big deal because she knew that she was planning to move in soon, and so she figured she would talk to her as it got closer to the day. But 
Sydney never heard from Tony again. On December 30th, 2019, Sydney said that she got a call from her aunt telling her that the Pittsburgh Fire Department had contacted her after Tony's things had been found. According to her sister, it wasn't an unusual occurrence for Tony to misplace her things. Apparently, it was something that she did a lot, and so she didn't think much of it when the things were found. She said the next day that she went over to her aunt's house, and she said up until that point, she still thought everything was fine, but when she got her sister's bag, she realized that something wasn't quite right. Tony hadn't just left her phone, but she had also left her keys and her wallet behind also. She said that she did think it was weird, but she still thought that maybe she really had just lost her bag and was home unable to contact anyone. And so Sydney decided to go over to where Tony lived. Now, although Tony lived with her boyfriend and another friend, neither of them had been home at the time. They were both out of town, and so Tony had been home alone. When Sydney went to her sister's place, she said that she let herself in and started yelling for her sister, but Tony was not home. And that's when it hit Sydney that something was very wrong. Once she realized that Tony was not home, Sydney started going through her sister's phone to see if she could find out where she may have gone, but she didn't find anything suspicious in her calls or messages. After calling around to family and after still no sign of Tony, on January 1st, 2020, she was reported missing. Police began looking into Tony's disappearance and learned that she had last been seen at around 6 p.m. on December 30th in the Homestead area. According to Sydney, Tony was last seen at Deborah T. And after that, she boarded her regular bus to head home. The bus driver, who also happened to be Tony's neighbor, recalled seeing her that evening, and he said that she did look very sad, but she got off at her normal stop at the corner of Hazelwood Avenue and Gidding Street. However, no one knows if Tony ever made it home that night. Later that evening, a Pittsburgh firefighter was riding his bike along the Homestead Grays Bridge when he spotted Tony's bag unattended. The bridge is about two miles from where she lived. He said he also found a pair of shoes and a ceramic vase near where the bag was, but that he couldn't carry everything, and so he left those items behind. Those items, however, are never found. When her family had gone to the bridge to get the items, they were gone. Now, her belongings being found near the bridge was strange. Her family said that Tony never went to that area, but the fact that her personal belongings were found at the bridge raised questions about whether Tony had jumped. Her family, however, said that she was not suicidal. They had gone through her journal, and although she had some entries where she talked about being sad, they say that she was in no way suicidal. Two days after Tony was reported missing, police issued a press release about her disappearance, but it failed to yield any significant tips. Her family and friends had been making and passing out flyers with her picture and description, and they did get a tip that she was seen in the Hill District area, but that did not lead them to Tony. In the days after she was last seen, 
Her family, friends, and community that knew and loved Tony rallied to bring attention to her case. The local media in the area did pick up the story, and her family hoped that the attention would bring them answers, but there were very few credible leads that came in in the weeks following her disappearance. There were vigils and prayer circles organized by friends of Tony's. They did everything that they could to bring attention to her disappearance, but as time went on, her story faded from the headlines. The police did look into her disappearance in the days following the report, but Sydney later said that she felt like police could have done more. She believes that they latched on to the idea that Tony had committed suicide. She also questioned whether her sister's case would have been handled differently if she wasn't a black woman. But her family remained steadfast in their belief that Tony was not suicidal, and they believe something else happened to her. They just have no idea what. It's now been four years since Tony was last seen, and there are very few answers about what happened to her after she got off that bus. Her personal belongings being found near a bridge does raise suspicions, but those items could have easily been placed there by someone trying to throw off an investigation. It's also important to take into consideration what the people who knew Tony best said. She was not suicidal. Police have said that Tony's case is still active, but they have not found any new information. In December 2023, Dateline featured Tony's story on their website as part of their Missing in America series. But in the four years since she went missing, Tony's story has not gotten much national attention. Like Lakira's story and thousands of other missing black women and girls, there's just not a lot of information about Tony's disappearance. But like all stories of the missing, bringing attention to these cases can help make a difference. As frustrating as these stories are to tell, they're even more frustrating for the families who have had to live with the burden of not knowing what happened to their loved ones. In Lakira's story, we have a young mother who has been missing for five years and her disappearance has nearly destroyed her family. Her son, who was three at the time, is now being raised by his grandmother and has had to spend these years wondering what happened to his mommy. Lakira's mother is determined to keep her daughter's story alive. She knows that after all this time, it will likely take someone coming forward with information. For Tony's family, they too have been devastated by her disappearance. With so little information, her family has had a difficult time finding any information that would lead to her whereabouts. Suspicion that Tony committed suicide has only added to that difficulty. Lakira Goldsmith was last seen in Montgomery, Alabama on Narrow Lane Road in the early morning hours of November 28, 2018. She is five foot five and at the time of her disappearance weighed 130 pounds. If you have any information about her disappearance, please contact the Montgomery Police Department. Tony Turner was last seen on December 30th, 2019, getting off the bus at Hazelwood Avenue and Gidding Street in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 
she is five foot three, and at the time of her disappearance, weighed 130 pounds. If you have any information about her disappearance, please contact the Pittsburgh Police Department. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Threads. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.